Welcome to iHomeschool PH, a podcast that aims to help homeschoolers on how to do homeschooling without losing your mind. It is our hope that each episode will leave you inspired and offer practical wisdom on how to enjoy this process of educating your kids at home. So relax and let's learn together. We are glad you're here. Hello, welcome to iHomeschoolPH, where we'll talk about what really matters most in homeschooling. Maraming maraming pong salamat na you have chosen to be with us and tuning with us and listening to us. At sobra po kami excited sa ating episode for today because this is an update. Ano nga ba ang update about DepEd? And we are so excited because there were gonna be a lot of good news. But before that, Very special po for today because I have a great co-host and my dear friend. Siya po ang chairman ng Philippine Homeschool Association. At siya po ang co-founder ng Pag-asa sa Pagbasa. And also, she has been homeschooling for almost seven years na po. At siya po ay kasama po natin sa ating monthly podcast which is The No Filter Conversation. And I know you know her and excited also to see her. Let us welcome Jihan Tan. Hello, my dear. Hello, Ate Novi. Hello sa lahat ng nanonood sa iHomeschool. It's good to be back here again. Yes, at sa atin yung pong na- nakikinig. Paborito-paborito ang ating portion ng Moms No Filter. No? Moms Hangout No Filter. Thank you. Ma- maraming salamat, Jihan, no? for being here. And before I introduce the next guest, meron na po akong konting testimony. I think it's like, More than seven years ago, pumunta po ako sa opisina ng taong ito. Actually, tinext ko siya talagang sobrang accommodating. At hindi lang po, one time ako pumunta sa opisina niya sa kainta. Dalawang beses po at nakakaano nga po dahil parang gilising ko siya ng maaga. Parang, I think that was 8 a.m. But because this man's character is really admirable, he is a man who is always there for us. and always listen for us. Actually, siya po ang nag-open no, ng boses ng ating mga homeschoolers. And the character of this man, kaya ako sasabihin sa inyo, ay ma-magnify dahil makulit po ako eh. Ako, nagsa-follow up and everything that stuff. Ang tiyaga-tiyaga niya. Lalo na sa mga pagsagot. And not only him, but his whole staff. no. Uh, makikita rin niyo po talaga sa mga taong nililid niya kung gano'ng ka-patient din po sa amin. And I just want to really honor this man at pagkakataon ko na po, ano, with or without this interview, I just want to honor him personally, me and Chinky, because also with Francis Kong, because I know it's also his good friend, na madami na pong magagandang seed ang ginawa nito sa DepEd. So, siya po ay undersecretary for the curriculum and instruction at the Department of Education. He holds the research PhD in education from the University of Newcastle in Australia, and has been tasked to coordinate the ongoing review of the K-12 curriculum. He also attempts to find ways of ensuring that every learner achieves authentic literacy. He also pushes for transparency, ethics, accountability in school governance. In addition po, he believes that a strong rewards and recognition system is an effective way to encourage officials and teachers to aim for excellence. Furthermore po, he strengthened a strong research culture towards meaningful innovation for learning. And finally po, he nurtures productive partnership with all educational stakeholders. So let us welcome Undersecretary Diosdado San Antonio. Hello po sir, magandang... Hapon po sa kanila. Hello, sir. It's so good to have you here. Magandang hapon, Miss Novi and Miss Jihan. Napaka-generous naman ng introduction mo. Of course, yung mga ginagawa ko, inspired lang talaga ako ng mga nakita ko rin kay Twinky. I cannot forget na when I was looking for, you know, some famous personalities to uh, be my poster boy in the advocacy for transparency, ethics, and accountability in 
school governance in Calabarzon. Nagbolote talaga yan si Chinky. And thank you again. Talagang walang katapusan pa sa salamat kay Chinky sa kay uh, Sir Francis for actually gracing our event gratis in Amore. Talagang sabi ko, if these people who are very famous are very generous and very supportive of the little initiatives of you know bureaucrats like me, uh, a regional director then, how else should I behave? Uh, para nakakahiya naman. So I was actually just returning a favor. But uh, honestly, that's how I serve even those na hindi naman ako beholden. Kasi talaga, I really take the fact that I'm a public servant very seriously. So it's a privilege, it's an opportunity God has given me to be in this job where I'm able to influence uh, policy that will make the lives of the Filipino youngsters better in the sense that uh, we are finding uh, a lot of ways for them to prepare lives for the 21st century citizenship. So it's a privilege and pleasure being able to join you this afternoon, uh, Ms. Movi and Ms. Jihan. Talaga pong hindi ko ito palalampasin yung mga ganitong pagkakataon. Although, uh, apologies ko nga kasi ang pag-uusapan natin yung kakalabas na Deputy Order Number no. 1, Series of 2022, it's almost two years to push pero finally, it's here. So I'm glad that we have the new debit order. And I'm also very happy that I'll be able to explain some of the things that your team may perhaps have questions about the issuance. So we can clarify. And this is what we really need. Uh, kasi hindi lang talaga babasahin. Kailangan may mga paliwanag kung bakit nandun yung mga policy na yun. Thank you again for the privilege. Maraming masaraming salamat po, Sir Dad. Sir Dad, tatawag ko po sa kanya kay Sir Dad talaga siya. But siya po talaga yung parang father, no? <laughs> father po natin. Pero I, we just want to appreciate you kasi I still remember, di ba, two years of that. Kahit na makulit na makulit po kami, sinatsagaan niyo po kaming sagutin. At you always make sure that your staff is always available for us. And even the privilege na still remember that, no, Sir Dad? Gia, no? When you... Yes. This is the privilege, di ba? Remember, we have that privilege that Sir Dad shared to us the initial draft pa lang. And we were so excited to be able to see that as well, no? Sir Dad's mentioned, two years ago, you gave us the opportunity to comment on your draft policy and homeschooling. And sobra kaming natuwa, sir, that you were so kind to inform us. And you were so patient to hear us out and you, you know, your team was there to listen to us. And this particular meeting, it was really a productive one. You were able to invite the homeschool leaders and then your team, they were there to listen to us. And we have seen, I think that um, DepEd has really listened to our major concerns during this time. So nagpapasalamat po kami, sir. And I guess it gives us context as well where this department order is coming from that before they finalized this, um, that it took the time to listen to our concerns. At sobrang appreciative kami doon, sir. Salamat po ng marami. Yes, I agree with that, Gian. Kasi it's not even once, but twice na sinend yun, no? Talagang sobra siyang, gusto niya talaga na pakinggan, no? Yeah. Pakinggan kung... Saan tayo nanggagaling bilang homeschoolers? And you were also a vessel for us to be able to unite. Kasi iba't iba po yung grupo ng homeschoolers, kahit maliit po kaming community. You were able to, kumbaga eh, na-excite kami, natuto din kami sa proseso at naintindihan din nyo po kami. Hindi lang nyo po kami naintindihan, pero naintindihan po din namin ang side ng DepEd on that end. Sa, so maraming maraming pong salamat. So I think for now, before we ask those questions, gusto lang po namin i-highlight yung mga paborito namin ni Gian dito na talagang pinag-pray namin sa diong ito. No? Yes, yes. Sige, Gian, maybe you can start. Yes. The first one, I think, is the declaration of policy. And I think ito yung una din namin kinoment before that it's constitutionally enshrined that parents have the responsibility and the right to educate their children. And sobra kami natutuwa because in this department order, dito po natin mababasa that DepEd acknowledges that, and that's why they are providing guidelines for the homeschooling program. At ngayon po, because they saw that we can work out this homeschooling program, kanila po itong inopen sa public school system. And sobra kami na 
Dahil po sir, maraming families ang talagang matutulungan nito, lalo na yung hirap makakuha ng homeschool provider or hindi kaya ng budget at meron silang malapit na uh, public school sa kanila na pwede makatulong sa kanila, pwede nila maging katuwang. This is just a big blessing. And you have opened up the resources of the public school system to homeschooling students. So kung kayo po ay homeschooler at nakakabit kayo sa isang public school, you can use the resources of that school. So yung sports facilities, yung Usually po ang struggle namin, sir, ay mape, <laughs> you know, to have a community, to be able to use facilities, mga swimming pool, na public swimming pool, or basketball court, mga ganon. So, this is a big blessing to the homeschooling community. And also, sir, through your DO, you have extended homeschooling up to the senior high school level. At malaking tulong po yan dahil dati po hanggang grade 10 lang. So marami pong homeschooling families nagkakaproblema pagdating ng senior high kasi gusto pa nila mag-homeschool. And so this has really helped us provide continuity in the homeschooling journey of our kids. And also, sir, we just thank you because somehow you have started putting structure around it na Siguro pagpunta namin sa DepEd ngayon, alam na nila na may homeschooling. Hindi <laughs> na nila kami i-deny. <laughs> so, yun talaga yung some of our highlights na nakuha namin from this department order. And so, we would like to give you a chance din po to share your thoughts on this department order. I'm sure marami po kayo maradagdag and some important things na you think should be highlighted as well. Yes. Sir Dads, we want to, syempre, definitely, this is your baby, no? So, we want to really give you the opportunity to highlight kung anong favorite nyo sa Diong ito. Yes. Ay, Ate Novi, may nakalimutan pa pala ako. Isang okay, sure. Point. <laughs> Nung two years ago, ito yung isang major contention. Yung removing accreditation and certification requirements for parents. And sobrang thank you for listening to us that, you know, when parents decide to homeschool, our posture should not be restrictive, but to empower and capacitate them. So in that area, po, sir, uh, you know, the homeschooling community, I think they have also communicated this with some of your team, like CEO Sekhabines. We are willing to partner with that and in capacitating parents. Kung feeling nila, kulang, paano ba to gagawin? So this is just a good area for collaboration. So hindi siya area na parang kailangan natin i-restrict but an area where we can help. So thank you for that, for listening to that, sir. Thank you so thank much. Thank you so much, sir dads. So do you want to add to this? Yes. Yeah, I just would like to share na fortunately for us, Secretary Liling, uh, our DepEd Secretary, Professor Emeritus Leonor Liling Pagdolis Briones, actually uh, shared the same sentiment as far as the provisions that have come out uh, finally uh, in the final shape really believes in extensive consultation. So, yung, yung pag-consult, it's not just me. I'm just so privileged na parehas kaming gusto na we have to listen to the stakeholders before decisions are made. Yung mga idea of making sure that uh, your sentiments are addressed and uh, seemingly, yun namang mga very important sentiments uh, na-address natin. So, other than what you mentioned about opening the homeschooling option to uh, public schools at saka yung, yung assessment na dati kung homeschooled ka, magkaantay kang matapos yung cycle, elementary or grade 10 or kung lilipat ka sa formal school, kailangang magpunta ka ng PEPT for your child to get the accreditation of whatever it is that has been learned. Na in most cases naman, alam ko nakakapasa. Pero the inconvenience and the many things that you have you had to go through, na-recognize namin yun. So sabi namin, it's better if we empower the schools, even public and private, to do the summative assessments. Kasi yung period, may markang pa rin. Yung, yung mga homeschool children ngayon, dahil enrolled sila sa LIS, so yung issue nyo about wala sila sa learner, uh, wala silang number ng learner reference number at lahat na-address natin lahat ito. So, na-capture na sila ng system, reported, na-improve yung data namin sa participation rate ng mga bata. Lahat, maliban dyan, yun nang, since uh, ina-authorize naman natin yung parang mother's school, I just forgot the term na ginamit natin, yung school that is supposed to be the school where the child is enrolled, 
ay uh, sila na ang gagawa ng paraan para ma-assess yung tinuro ng mga magulang uh, during the whole quarter. So while we are giving you empowerment and authority to actually uh, select your learning resources, kailangan hindi nyo kakalimutan. What should happen is consistent with the curriculum. Yun yung mga hindi namin talaga completely pwedeng ibigay sa inyo na full autonomy kung anong ituturo. So while you be recognized that you have that authority to decide kung paano matututo ang bata na home-based lang siya, which has been, of course, adapted in a bigger scale during the COVID-19 pandemic. Kaya nga, ang ganda-ganda kasi yung advocacy nyo was also highlighted by the COVID pandemic, di ba? So parang mas naging madali for the, the other stakeholders to understand that this is a very valid way of parang alternative delivery modality that uh, should be strengthened. So wala na kayong problema ngayon sa LRL mga learn LRN ng mga bata kasi may enroll na sila but they will get grades. So yun yung mga kailangan magko-coordinate kayo sa school kung saan kayo nagpa-enroll para may marka sila every quarter at mabigyan ng tamang feedback kung paano uusad para matapos yung ano. So yung kaya hindi na kailangan mag-validating test kasi nga ina-assess na ng mga schools. In a way, we have also decentralized the, the assessment. So, mahirap pag napaka-centralized, ang dami-daming tao sa central office para magpa-validate. I know, I've been in the central office several years na. Ang dami-daming tao sa Bea nakapila. <laughs> Minsan, simula ng early morning at maaawa ka, young kids na nakasalampak dun sa, ano, sa corridor, wala na kayong maayos na waiting area. But anyway, So yun, that, that provision na pwede na silang ma-assess is uh, something na gusto mong gusto ko. Siyempre yung idea that even science laboratories, not only your MAPE, may also be used in the school where the child is enrolled ay maganda rin. So definitely, uh, I am glad that Ms. Jihan has appreciated the fact that we really reinforce the affirmation of the parents' role in making decisions as to how their children should be educated. So I'm very glad that it was also made a part of the policy. Saka yung maliwanag na ngayon na kung saan pwede, sino ang pwede, kasi di ba maraming issue at honestly, inaaway kami ng mga Philippine schools overseas, yung kahit nandun na daw na ang tagal-tagal na naka-homeschool pa at lahat. So uh, I'm just revealing that There were also pressures from other sectors that we had to also address. So, uh, kaya niliwanag natin yung mga mga conditions. I know may mga tanong kayo mamaya tungkol diyan, but I'm just saying na this was really a product of extensive consultation, not only with your group but with the other sectors that were somehow affected by the proliferation of homeschools na hindi naman fully nga provided ng maayos na guidelines. Thank you so much, Sir Dads, for that. Yes, we totally agree with you. So for now, we're going to start now with the questions, okay, from different organizations in our homeschool community. At nagpapasalamat po kami sa mga nakikinig po ngayon at sa mga nanonood. Maraming po salamat. You catered our Google form and you were able to put all your questions there. So in behalf of the homeschool community, these are the questions that we have compiled for you, Sir Dads. At maraming pong salamat sa pagkakataong ito. Okay. So, Jihan, can you start the first question? Okay. So, since na-touch na rin ni Sir Dads yung issue raised by Philippine schools abroad, siguro yun na yung unahin natin. Questions from OFWs ito, Sir. So, under the program implementation, in terms of the availment of the homeschooling program section, it says, only those residing in the Philippines shall be allowed to enroll in the homeschooling program. However, should the family relocate or travel to another country within the school year, the homeschool learner may continue his or her studies under the homeschooling program to finish the school year subject to the existing laws and regulations of the country where the homeschool learner relocated. Now, ito po yung feedback sa amin, sir. During this pandemic, how can we help OFW families encountering difficulties like sudden unemployment of one of the parents and salary reduction? So here are some real-life scenarios shared to us, okay? Number one issue nila, 
Due to salary reduction, some are unable to enroll their kids in regular schools or international schools due to high tuition fees. And homeschooling through Philippine providers have been their solution to cope with the financial constraints brought by the pandemic. And here's a story by one OFW. We tried regular schooling before. It doesn't help them a lot, not like in a homeschool. We cannot afford 30,000 to 50,000 dirhams tuition fee here in UAE. We have three kids. We realize there are a lot of advantages and disadvantages of homeschooling for our three kids. But homeschooling is the only way we will be together abroad, especially during this pandemic. So yun po yung isang scenario, Sir Dads. Before I read through the remaining, and Atinovi also read some, would you like to comment on that, Sir? Nung-nawaan natin na ano, all families had some challenges, especially during this COVID-19 pandemic. Lalong-lalo yun ng mga, mga pamilya sa mga clients ng private schools, even in, in our country. I remember nung first year na nag-open tayo, Laki yung nag-migrate sa public school system because of the fact na, yun nga, uh, some uh, lost their jobs, etc. So, we understand na nangyari din yan sa schools overseas. So, kung nawala na sila ng trabaho doon, bakit nandun pa sila? Uh, what I mean is, di ba, dapat umuwi na sila sa Pilipinas para dito na sila uh, tumira at mag-enjoy na kung mag-homeschool pa sila, nandito talaga sila. So, they qualify under our guidelines. Yung pangalawa, We, we really believe na may mga options naman. And in fact, nagtatanong ako, di ko to na-check sa team ko kung may provision ba ng education service contracting activities yung mga Philippine schools overseas so they can enjoy some discounts. Just like what we do with the learners in the private sector dito sa ating bansa who are based here. Perhaps that's one of the things that we can explore kung hindi pa siya in existence. Na parang i-expand din yung education service contracting, considering that in most areas na pinag-uusapan natin, mayroon namang Philippine schools overseas that actually deliver the curriculum as prescribed by the Department of Education, yung K-12 curriculum natin. Siguro, ang isang gusto, pwede rin nating tingnan ay, uh, at hindi ito na pag-usapan, yung, kasi ang alam ko, yung mga host countries have their own policies. There are countries that do not allow and that do not recognize homeschooling. So, kung hindi naman niya nare-recognize, so wala talagang option sila. Either ibalik yung bata sa Pilipinas or pag-aralin sa mga Philippine schools overseas that are also given authority by the host countries. So, yun lang po ang mga sagot ko dyan na kung nawala na talaga ng trabaho, parang hindi naman na sustainable talaga na tumira pa ang buong pamilya sa ibang bansa. So, ma-enjoy na rin nila yung option to do homeschooling kahit umuwi sa Pilipinas or yun nga, they can even perhaps send their children to formal schools kung gusto nila yung formal system. So, ang, ang option pa, uh, if I may add, kung talagang, halimbawa, nire-recognize yung homeschooling ng ibang bansa, hindi sila sa homeschool providers ng Pilipinas kasi our rules do not allow, they can explore doing that. Tapos kung uuwi sila ng Pilipinas at mag-aaral, then they do the usual PAPT. So, ang daming paraan yan. Uh, so, I don't see it as a serious problem in the sense na may mga options pa naman sila. Hello, I'm Granny McDuff. Join me for a new story every week or listen to all of my stories anytime. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. Go to storicmedia.com That's S-T-O-R-I-C M-E-D-I-A dot com for more information. Magandang araw! I am Aaron Gogna. And I'm Laleen Gogna. And we are the hosts of Umagang Kay Gogna. On our podcast, we aim to inspire listeners as we talk about purpose, deepening faith in God, true happiness, and a lot, lot more. If you're feeling down, get your dose of hope and upliftment from Umagang kay Gogna. Check out our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hope to meet you there. 
God bless. Okay. Thank you, Sir Dads. So, we will continue on giving you the scenarios po. Ano? Next is, due to limited face-to-face classes and the threat of possible infections in schools, OFWs find homeschooling a better option than online classes. So, they now appreciate parental involvement in their children's education. Kung baga, ngayon po nasasama na nila yung mga anak nila. Kasi nga, with the option of homeschooling, ang goal nila ngayon, imbis na magkahiwalay, madadala na nila doon sa chosen or whatever kung saan silang country nagtatrabaho. With the kid help them preserve the children's mental health during difficult times in the pandemic. So, what can you say about this, sir? Well, ganun pa rin. Option pa rin nila yon, but that is something that will be outside of our policy. So, pag hindi saklaw ng policy natin, hindi marirecognize ng regular yung mga bagong provisions na sabi ko pwede nang markahan yung bata. Hindi yan mangyayari. If they are going to use the credentials later sa Pilipinas, kailangan nilang gumawa ng usual nating process pre-Deped Order number no. 1 series of 2022 na magpapa-PEPT uh, sila ng mga anak nila kung makakakuha sila ng homeschool provider na hindi yung atin. I understand that there are homeschool providers around the world na hindi naman yata ganun kahigpit katulad ng sa atin. So ang ito namang policy na ito is um, has been reviewed uh, talagang meticulously by our lawyers. So talagang sinabi nila may karapatan ang DepEd na magsabi kung sino ang nandyan sa homeschool program na yan ng mga Philippine schools. I mean, mga DepEd and private schools operating in the Philippines and also the, the other schools that we manage and administer. I understand, sir, na totoo po yung sinabi niyo, ano, that it is really within DepEd's authority to mandate the policies. I guess for the families, sir, I think they want to understand the rationale for putting this prohibition. Kasi as it is po, I think aware po ang DepEd na meron na pong families, OFW families who are enrolled in homeschool, local homeschool providers, and it's working for them. So siguro gusto lang nila maintindihan bakit ngayon hindi na sila pwede when it is it addresses their circumstances like for example po sa number 3 na scenario they have previously enrolled in international schools or under a US homeschooling program but because they have now opted to have a Philippine homeschool provider it makes them easier it makes it easier for their children to adjust once they go back to the Philippines kasi po meron na pong Filipino at saka araling panlipunan subjects. So I think yun po yung gusto nilang maintindihan. Na because I understand that the DO is going to be implemented this coming school year po, ano? 2022-2023. To add to Gian, no? so parang tinatanong po namin is yung transition ng pamilya. Kasi medyo malaking adjustment yung transition on that level. I understand. Tama naman po ang pinaghuhugutan ng, ng tanong. Pero nasabi ko na nga po, nagbigay naman tayo ng transition. We recognize that if within the school year, nag-relocate yung family, papayagan natin para matapos. Pero after one school year na nandun ka na, alam mo na yung implications ng mga decisions mo. If you want the child to continue to be educated under the 8-12 program, kailangan doon ka na sa Philippine schools overseas magpaaral or sa ibang homeschool provider, sinasabi ko nga, we are not even recommending specific actions, pero options nila yan. And then, kung babalik sila sa Pilipinas, all they do is do the PEPT kasi wala nga silang LRN. Hindi pwede, mawawalan sila ng LRN, hindi makikredit yung additional grades nila kung doon pa rin sila at nag-violate na doon sa completion lang of the academic year, yung school year, yung pinapayagan na wala sila sa Pilipinas. So, yun po ang pagkakaunawa ko sa rational for providing these guidelines. Na ang sinasabi natin, while we are expanding, I mean enhancing the guidelines, we should provide limits. And napag-desisyonan po ng committee ng executive committee sa mga lower level consultations na hanggang isang taon lang 
kung nakapagpa-enroll na bago umalis. Pag pumunta ka na sa ibang bansa, alam mo na yung consequence. Kung hindi mo pababalikin yung anak mo or ano, then you have other options in educating your child outside of the homeschooling policy that we have set. So sir, dads, regarding PEPT, no? so sinasabi niyo po, ito pong PEPT po ay available na rin na test hanggang grade 12 kasi yung present po natin hanggang grade 10 po, di ba? Uh, tinatrabaho na po yung sa senior high. We're working okay. on it. So sir, magkakaroon din po ba tayo ng opportunity to have an online PEPT, like an online test? Actually, yun yung mga pinagkakaabalahan ngayon, online, even the National Achievement Test, may mga options kami to do it uh, with an online option. So, kasama po yan sa mga efforts now, uh, we're now really uh, trying very hard in progress. to come up with some work in progress. Uh, in Sir Dad, sabihin ko lang to, there was one time, ayaw ko lang kung last year yun, si Sir Dance talaga, hands-on yan. Meron siyang tinulungan na isang OFW, tapos nag-message pa sa akin na, Novi, bigyan to ng reviewer. <laughs> so, so, parang, inano pa niya, I mean, tinulungan niya talaga itong OFW na to para makag-go to another level. You remember that, Sir Dads, no? So, I really appreciate ko na, but, <laughs> naman yung nag, nagbigay ng tulong. Actually, I just facilitated. <laughs> Sabi ko, tulungan niyo na lang yan para pasahan yung team. Pero, so, in-answer niyo, pinakinggan niyo yun. So, maraming maraming yeah. pong salamat on that level. Yes. Ma'am. Okay, for the next scenario of OFW, some OFWs are in the countries po na yung medium instruction nila, hindi nga po English, no? So enrolling in Philippine homeschool provider helps them to ensure that their kids' education can continue without tinatawag nating language barrier. So furthermore, some are in the countries with no existing laws against homeschooling, but there are no homeschool providers. So how can DepEd help po? the OFWs on that level? Ako yung magulang, I, I experience life abroad. Uh, there are, lalo na ngayon with the advent of uh, technology, yung mga issue about uh, hindi matututo ng certain things, hindi po yan totoo kasi that's available online. Some are free. So if you want to learn a language, you learn, you want, we used to learn history, you don't do that just within a formal school system. That's not the real world now. The world now is a fertile ground for learning anything we want to know. So, palagay ko po, baka hindi lang enlightened yung mga magudang na masyadong hindi nauunawaan na ang kaalaman sa kasalukuyan ano, in, in our so-called uh, Industry 4.0, lahat nandyan, anything you wish to learn, kahit yan foreign language or what, uh, you can do it using massive online courses na kung minsan nga walang bayad. Ano. So, uh, palagay ko, kailangan lang maunawaan ng mga magulang na ang dami pang options to make our children learn things uh, na gusto nating matutunan nila. Okay. Maraming pong salamat, Sir Dad. So, because we talked about a while ago yung issue ng transition no, with the ROFW. So, these OFWs have found that enrolling with a Philippine homeschool provider effectively addresses their issue. So, whatever they are facing abroad, especially during this time of pandemic po, will they still be allowed with transition? Ano po yung, for example, di ba, I mean, kunyari, itong year sila lumipat, eh, nag-enroll na sila. So ano po yung parang leeway for them to be able to have that kind of transition? Will still they be allowed to continue their enrollment even after the coming school year if they prepare to be with the Philippine homeschool provider? I mean, ano po yung allowable nyo ng transition for that? Kaya pa silang one year there. I'll check that with the lawyers kasi kung effective siya 2022, 2023, ang ibig sabihin, magpapa-enroll pa lang siya. Kung nandun na siya sa abroad, di, hindi, ano na siya, covered na siya ng debit order, hindi na siya pwedeng magpa-enroll. Ang, yun yung tingin ko. Kaya ang tinutukoy natin dito, yung mga before we speak, open the school year, assuming August tayo mag-open, bago August, na-enroll nila dito sa homeschool sa Pilipinas kasi nandito pa sila. Tapos, all of a sudden, nagka-work abroad after June or after August, then that child can continue homeschooling within that school year. So, yun yung transition na sa 2023-2024, either babalik sila dito yung bata or pag explore na sila ng other options outside of the homeschooling that is allowed under our debt and order number one series of 2020. Okay. 
Gian, you have pahabol on this OFW? Siguro, sir, yung isang pakiusap siguro na gusto nilang i-explore natin. Kasi klaro ko sa DO, ano, na talagang 2022 to 2023. Is it possible po, given, you know, the, you know, the pandemic, the difficult situations that we are all in, na para bang bigyan natin sila ng extended na transition period na, for example, lando na sila. Lumabas na itong order na to. And nandun na sila. Last school year, they were enrolled with a homeschool provider dahil nga po nag-pandemic. And it's working for them. And ngayon, eto nga po, nagpapanik sila dahil bawal na po sa DO. So, I think isang pakiusap siguro na pwedeng i-explore ng maybe the legal team of DepEd is, is it possible, given the extraordinary circumstances we are in, to extend yung transition? For example, may mga nagsasabi na ayaw nila pumasok sa school kasi face-to-face. Tapos yung mga Philippine schools abroad, walang homeschool program. So also for those Philippine schools to adapt and be able to cater to these families na ayaw ipasok sa school yung mga bata dahil una, takot sila sa infection, pangalawa, hindi nag-work sa kanila yung online classes, yung mga ganun pong mga considerations, sir. I guess clear po sa DO na talagang kailangan ma-implement siya ng 2022-2023. Siguro ito po yung pwedeng sigurong i-explore na something given the extraordinary circumstances na pwedeng mapag-ma-revisit po ulit. Siguro yun po yung gustong sabihin ng mga families na nag-message po their concerns and their stories and how they will be affected with the implementation of the department order. Ang suggestion ko, magsulat sila directly to us. Okay. So that we can respond to them. Oh, that's a good one po, sir. Sige po, we will raise that po na you know, a direct letter from those affected. So at least DepEd can also better hear and receive first-hand po ano, yung kanilang mga concerns. Thank you for that, sir, uh, sir Dads. Yes, thank you so much. So now, we are going to move forward. Thank you so much, Anchagani, sir Dads, na answer mga question natin. Now we're going to go to the part yung operations po ng existing homeschool providers po natin. So given with the new DO po, it has not mentioned that the current for the current homeschool providers. No, ang tanong po dito, will they be allowed to continue to operate and offer homeschool programs? Ano pong plano going forward to address their legal standing? Well, ang pagkakaunawa ko po sa ating provisions, hindi naman bawal. Pero wala siya sa scenario. So if the parents choose to be supported by mga young organizations of homeschool providers, wala namang, hindi naman yung binawal ng DepEd. Pero ang sinasabi lang po natin, ang mga magulang pwede lang direktang magpa-enroll sa schools that are duly permitted or authorized to offer homeschooling as an option. So yung mga homeschool providers ngayon, Parang organization kayo that you, you can organize yourselves. Uh, they, the parents can join you so that they can benefit from your expertise. Yung sabi nyo, uh, you can train them. You can, but those are arrangements that you can still do with the, those who opt to send their children to the homeschool program of the schools with permit to offer the homeschool program. So, ang parang maliwanag lang dito, we ended up saying na hindi kami pwedeng mag-accredit ng homeschool provider as an independent authority from DepEd. Parang sinasabi namin, and uh, in a way, uh, maganda naman na natanong mo, ang sinasabi ko lang, hindi pinagbabawal na mayroong mga nag-perform ng organizations para sila-sila can also learn from one another in making sure that the homeschooling experience of the children are also really of high quality. So, pwede kayong siguro, yun na nga, mag-coordinate sa access to learning resources kasi kami, kahit public school yan, kung ayaw ng learning resources namin, we will not force. Yung learning resources namin, libre naman, di ba? I think sinasabi rin sa DevEd Order, they can access the learning. DevEd Commons, uh, our uh, uh, learning resources, uh, lalo na yung mga self-learning modules, available na yun, uh, na pwedeng gamitin ng mga nakapagpa-enroll. Pero ang sinasabi lang naman dyan, pagkakaunawang ko sa DepEd Order, really, primarily, pag-homeschooling sa bahay. Pero pwede namang alternative learning spaces 
ang pag-aaral ng bata. Sa magulang na desisyon na yun, kung siya mismo ang, kasi sinabi rin namin na mag-aassume lang ng responsibility ang parent to facilitate the learning of the, the children, pero pwede namang i-ano niya yan, di ba, delegate sa iba na mas expert. Baka gusto ng parent mag-hire ng sarili niyang mga tutors for the different learning areas. Okay na yun sa amin. Basta lang ang importante, nagpa-enroll sa amin, nagsabi na mag-homeschool, i-comply yung mga hinihingi nating requirements, yung plan, etc. And then, magpapa-assess during the quarterly assessment kung babalik na yan. Kasi right now, actually, sa, sa existing model natin ng COVID way of delivering basic education, inalis namin yung periodical test. So, ang ginagawa, ang gagawin siguro kung yan pa rin yung model ay yung mga performance tasks at written outputs. Yun yung papamarkahan sa sa school o sa, sa teacher na na-assign para maging homeschool uh, facilitators ng mga schools natin. That's good. So I think merong follow-up question dyan si Jihan. Tamang-tama yung timing. Yes, so that brings us to assessment, sir. And medyo marami-rami po yung nag-raise ng concern sa summative assessment. So according to the new department order, so the homeschool teacher advisor will prepare summative assessments. And by definition, it is defined as written works, performance tasks, and quarterly assessments. And si homeschool coordinator yung mag administer sa kanila. So currently, sir, it is the responsibility of the parent-teachers, kasi kami nga po yung nakaharap sa mga estudyante, sa mga anak namin, to craft and administer the said assessments. So is the department order transferring this role to the school? Because if it's a yes, then it will greatly hinder our flexibility as parents in customizing our curriculum and our approach po in teaching the kids. And also, yung coordinating, yung kailangan antayin natin si coordinator para mag-grade itong performance task or itong written work, it can introduce an administrative burden on how we execute our um, learning plan for our kids. So how can we help parents maintain yung flexibility and their academic freedom and you know in customizing the teach the learning experience for for the kids po. Kasi syempre iba-iba po yung homeschoolers ano so does that means they are going to craft different performance tasks for each homeschooler kasi iba-iba yung attack ng mga parents on how they teach a particular subject. And that's a very interesting point. But una, we are not saying na we are completely, I think, alam nyo naman that the Department of Education has a mandate to regulate learning regardless of the versions uh, taking place in the K-12 program. So if DepEd says you, you have to abide with our curriculum, you have to make sure that our assessments will be part of the program. You'll have to comply, but this does not mean that the parents will stop doing formative assessments or even simulation of the summative assessments, yung mga quarterly uh, written periodical tests na yan. You can still do that, but sinabi ng policy, kami ang magsasabi kung nakapasa yung anak mo sa quarter na ito. And I think that's not a violation of any freedom of the parents. That a valid exercise of our authority to administer to monitor and ensure that the K-12 program is done properly. Otherwise, kung wala kaming role sa assessment, hindi namin yan i-maintain, how do we know that you are compliant with our standards? Dapat naunawaan yan na it's about making sure na while we are acknowledging that the parents can play active roles in you know, making sure that their own children are able to learn as good as they can, that Ed would still want to make sure that it does not completely give up uh, all its uh, authority in making sure that the K-12 program is done properly. Yun yung sagot ko dyan na hindi pwedeng sabihin, yeah, wala namang academic freedom actually ang K-12. That is invoked sa mga universities. That's my, my understanding. I'm not a lawyer, pero ang dami kong binasang cases about academic freedom. Wala pong academic freedom ang K-12 schools. So, if we extend that to this homeschooling program, hindi rin pwedeng mag-invoke ng academic freedom ang, ang mga magulang na makikisali sa homeschooling natin. Kasi ang pagkakaunawa po, again, you can check uh, with the lawyers 
ang academic freedom is um, more with the uh, universities and colleges. Marhaba, I'm Jeric. And I'm Apple. And we're from the Langa Speaks Podcast. Coming to you all the way from Dubai. Yalla, join us as we talk about family, faith, and, and everything, everything in, in between. between. We're brought to you by Podcast Network Asia to remind you na palangga ka sanjo. Just to clarify, sir, thank you for your response on that. Ibig po ba sabihin nun, yung quizzes at saka yung, you know, performance tasks, those are actual projects, they will be prescribed by the school? Or is it a matter of overseeing, like, we submit evidences na ito yung ginawa ng bata, ito yung mga performance tasks na ginawa namin in line with the K-12 curriculum? Parang yun to clarify lang po yung what is our sphere in terms of, kasi daily po yung mga ganun po, ano, yung written work, yung performance task, the regular activities kasi po yun. Or are you saying na your original intention talaga is like one assessment, like one quarterly assessment? Kasi po, when you use the word summative assessment, it does not just refer to the quarterly assessment po, ano? Yeah. So, nakuha niya lahat ng components ng grading system. So, siguro yun po yung gusto namin i-clarify. Christian, ang quick answer, kailangang, ano yun, part yan ng mga in-negotiate nyo sa homeschool, okay. coordinator sa school. Kayo na mag-usap kung yung performance tasks, written outputs, makikipara. Parehas din ba sa ginagawa sa formal or Kung sinabi namin, apat na written outputs per quarter, apat na performance tasks or dalawa, tapos periodical exams. Ang sigurado lang ako, yung periodical exams, um, yun yata ang dapat i-take na so, yun yung required. At okay. yung uh, performance tasks and written outputs, that's something you can negotiate. Okay. Ang tingin ko, uh, under our, I mean, the depth and order, hindi naman masyado ang sinabi doon na you will make your child do as the learners in the formal system are doing. So, ang, ang proof lang talaga ay, yun nga, consistent ba yung performance task mo at written output sa learning plan mo? Kasi titingnan naman yung learning plan if it's compliant yes. with what's supposed to be covered in the, the curriculum for that particular quarter. So, uh, so ang mga freedom nyo talaga na hindi namin kukunin yung you can choose to uh, uh, source out uh, learning resources anywhere kung ano yung tingin nyo magiging mas effective sa mga anak nyo, that one we will not uh, we will not impose na gamitin nyo yung learning resources ng kagawaran ng edukasyon. Oo, ang galing ni, ni Sir Dad. Yan yung follow-up question ko. Eh. May last two dito, Doc. Sabi niya rito, it was indicated in the DO that the curriculum to be used in homeschooling should be K-12, to no? Which is, we should use, no? At DEPET Align. And required po yun, no? Tama? Required po yun. Okay. So what if, for example, the curriculum that fits our children's needs and learning star are not aligned on that? Maybe they use a foreign curriculum, for example. Can they still have the option to use them? We allow enrichments. But when we lay out that this is the curriculum to be covered, that should be a given. So you can enrich, but you cannot deduct. You cannot subtract from what we will uh, say. As Alibawa, Sabi nyo, ayaw namin ang subject na ito, we will not allow that. Because the, the curriculum is, uh, yeah, it's an official document that puts together the things that we expect the youngsters to go through for them to be uh, ready for life, ready for university education, ready for middle-level skills training, uh, ready for entrepreneurship. Yun, di ba yun yung mga exits na ini, inaasahan natin sa K-12 program? So, Ang pagkakaunawa ko, kahit within DepEd, we allow enrichments, enhancements, but not reduction in whatever it is that we have. So, ang ginagawa as easy as practice now is kung may mga, may mga options. Halimbawa, I'll cite one example na umayag kami, uh, yung, yung ibang Catholic schools uh, would want to enrich the values education program, yung edukasyon sa pagpapakatao. Ito naman, mga, ang mga estudyante nila are Catholic. So, 
Uh, nagpa-approve sila sa amin. So, inaral namin if the competencies that they are claiming uh, will be developed by their their enhanced curriculum are still addressed. And uh, nung tinignan namin na compliant, so we allowed. So, talagang usually, kung gusto nyo may dagdag na experience yung anak nyo, enrichment yan or enhancement. At uh, yun nga, you cannot deduct from the subjects that we have identified uh, should be uh, learned by the children. Siguro yung mga flexibility is yung number of hours kasi hindi naman namin alam kung gaano katagal nyo ini-spend yung oras, etc. Gian, another follow-up question here. Thank you for that clarification, sir. Magandang na-establish yung baseline. So what you're saying is the minimum requirement is K-12 curriculum. If you think that that's insufficient, then you can add. Yun po yung sinasabi niyo po. Yes, so meron lang po ditong some clarifications on independent homeschooling. So ang tanong po, independent homeschooling or unschooling no longer be acknowledged as a valid and legal approach to teaching our children? And what are the options for them to siguro? Alam ko, may mga movement na talagang wala. As in, walang subject. Uh, I, I, in fact, during the quarantine period, there was a TV show yata where I had to uh, uh, sit in a panel na may representative yung mga sector na yan. Well, kami, we respect decisions of parents. So if you if you decide na ayaw nyo talaga na kahit sumali sa homeschool, ayaw nyo ilista yung anak nyo as learners of the Department of Education, unless may batas na pwede namin pilitin, mukhang pagkakaunawa ko wala. Uh, so that's allowed. Pero ang issue lang, kung babalik kayo sa formal system at any time of your child's life, like kung within the K-12 or after K-12, you'll have to... Kasi ay, hindi ko naman alam kung may university na mag accept na, na walang diploma, walang, walang certification that the child has uh, completed a uh, K-12 program, ay i-admit na. Kung walang ganun, they... Uh, talagang ang option nila is to do PEPT. At any time, nalilipat sa formal or other systems. Just like, uh, di ba, mga learners from our uh, students abroad attended uh, ano, classes, di ba, in Italy, na mga Italian schools. Pag balik dito, may ano sila, may assessment talaga sa PEPT. Ako, I, I can share, one, yung one year kasi yung final year ko sa PhD ko sa Australia, I had to take my sons with me. So yung panganay, grade 4, yung second son, grade 3, grade 1 yung bunso. Nagpaalam ako sa school ng anak ko dito. Sabi ko, one year, papaaraling ko sila abroad. Will you allow me to at least qualify them sa susunod na grade, makaskip ng grade? Pinayagan ng school, so kasi bumalik lang naman talaga kami and all they did was to really assess kung may progress yung mga bata ready to ano. And then, so minsan may mga ganyang arrangements na contemporary ka lang namang mawawala. Uh, siguro nga kung may homeschooling na baka ginawa din namin but we also took it as a chance for our sons to actually experience life in uh, foreign countries so uh, we allowed them to mingle. And in fact, that expedited their adaptation to the culture and language of the... So, feeling ko, ano, case to case siya, pero pag-usapan na lang ng... I mean, the parents should be aware na may mga consequences. Yung mga binigay nating privilege sa magpapa-enroll talaga sa homeschool, authorized, private, or public schools, ay hindi na magpapa-PEPT. Diba? Yun yung isang malaking sagot namin sa problema ng group nyo in the past... <laughs> So, pag hindi pa rin sila sasali, eh, di babalik sila sa dati. Okay. Ang dami na nasugod ni Sir Dads. Maraming maraming pong salamat. So, Jihan, is it okay lang, Sir Dads, no? kung, kung meron kaming wishlist in this DO, okay lang ba magsabi kami ng wishlist namin? Okay. Yes, yes. <laughs> wishlist lang. Sige, Jihan. Isang wishlist. Isang wishlist lang sa akin, saka isang wishlist kay ano, kay Gian. Siguro yung sa akin, it's not for me personally, but I think ito na yung una kong nabanggit kayo na Sir Dads, yung pakiusap natin for our OFW families. Kasi medyo nakakadurog ng puso yung mga kwento nila. Eh. So siguro, maybe we understand your mandate and whatever is the reason for that, we understand that. But siguro yung 
konting extension pa siguro for them to just be able to, you know, maybe bounce back. So, yun po ang isang pakiusap from us. Yun po, um, sobrang major concern siya. Yung sa summative assessment, I guess nasagot niyo po yung concerns. And I guess nasa pag-uusap na rin po yun no, ng mga families sa kanilang mga homeschool providers, coordinators, or advisors. So, yun, that's it coming from me. Yeah. For me naman is the wishness. I just want to say, no, diba, I told you a while ago that you were able to open this communication to a homeschooler and DepEd. And my wishlist is sana po ay mag-continue pa na mapapag-collaborate sa amin po itong homeschooling. Because I do believe this is a seed, a great seed to be able to benefit the next generation. Because siyempre lahat naman tayo natututo, lahat na tayo ay napag-aaralan. Lahat, there's a lot of adjustment. And what I love from you, sir, is you're always willing to listen. And alam ko, <laughs> alam ko na hindi na kayo medyo magtatagal sa DepEd, but I do believe with the stuff that you have no, right now, yun yung wish list ko na sana po ay, if you're not there, they'll still be open to us, no, to all the things that we want to suggest or be open to communicate with us. And we as well communicate with you. Maraming maraming pong salamat. Pero... Hindi ko po to i-end. Ano po ang message niyo po sa aming mga homeschoolers? Kasi sabi, sobra pong um, in-evaluate namin ni Jen, sobrang importante po yung final message niyo with us. Kung wala ka na ba itatanong, Gian, before we seal this conversation? Siguro isang pahabol kasi may mga homeschoolers na they're opting to go through the ALS route. Yun po siguro, sir. May mga ganong homeschoolers po yun po ba ay open pa rin po sa kanila? Siguro most of this, ito yung mga nasa independent homeschoolers na category po, Sir Dads. Ang tingin ko, since uh, alam ko nag-alstroke sila dahil medyo mahigpit noon, ang hirap, di ba? Walang, at least sa ALS mayroong A&E uh, dito, PEPT. So uh, tingin ko, parang wala nang motivation for them to do the, the ALS. Unless gusto pa rin nila yon that is not prohibited also. Pero tingin ko, mas beneficial sa kanila na magpa-LRN na lang para para parang unless um, very confident sila na in one year matatapos yung buong like cycle kung 7 to 10 yan or uh, 11 and 12 kaya nilang gawin kasi uh, talagang overage na sila kasi ang plan ang alam naman natin yung ALS is supposed to be for learners who are older than their cohort di ba yeah. so kung da malaking in, ano rin debate rin niya na alam namin uh, in some areas yung ALS ay ginagawang pang pangsagot sa drop out reduction program na kahit of age sa formal system inaallow para lang masigur kasi ang dami naman talagang alternative ways of ensuring that the youngsters should learn so ako when i was RD tahimik lang ako kasi ang importante nag-aaral yung bata ang batang Pilipino but because we have officially acknowledge that homeschooling is a an option we have strengthened the the policy tingin ko attractive enough na ito para yung mga dati na sa ALS ay kumbaga lilipat na sa homeschooling talaga as we have identified kasi malalabas talaga sila sa system natin na we will count how many of our learners are doing homeschooling kasi itatag na sila sa ating LIS sa learner information system acknowledging that They are on homeschooling. So yung final message sa ating mga learners, continue. I understand that life has been more challenging now, especially during this time of COVID-19 pandemic. But I always believe that if we are desirous to have a brighter future, so I'm addressing yung mga bata, talagang kailangan mag-aral. So nanulungkot nga ako na nagkaroon ng surge ang Omicron sa NCR, gusto nationwide academic break. Hindi pwede yung ganun. And uh, pinanindigan namin yon na hindi pwedeng buong bansa magbakasyon ulit. Eh, galing lang tayo sa pagbabakasyon ng Christmas. I mean, so talagang pinanindigan ko na magkaroon ng suspension of learning activities sa mga lugar na ba talagang mahirap. Pero yung lugar na pwede, bakit ba isasali? Yung mga ganun. So, naniniwala ako na ang hamon natin, pagpaangat ng kalidad ng edukasyon. Alam nyo naman, malaking hamon talaga yan sa DepEd. Hindi yan makakamtan kung palagi tayong maghahanap ng paraan na tumigil sa pag-a- pag- pagkakatuto. At uh, naniniwala tayo na 
Yan, may mga iba-ibang paraan para matuto ang mga kabataang Pilipino at uh, maswerte tayo dahil nandiyan kayo, very aggressive and active in really uh, making sure that the children will learn to address the like the situations that you all have. So, sa mga magulang, alam na sabi ko na po na overwhelming ang evidence conclusive when the parents are actively in- engaged in the academic lives of their children the children end up learning more and uh, achieving higher academic outcomes. So, hindi po masasayang ang ating mga ginagawa para po sa ating mga anak. Alam ko po, lahat naman tayo mga magulang, hindi tayo uurong uh, ng basta-basta kahit napakalaki ng hamon. Kaya po natin ito pagka tayo ay naghawak kamay at nagkapit-ising at napakita na natin kami sa DepEd talaga pong yung local government, yung mga magulang, PTA, at lahat mga external partners, development partners, they came forward just to ensure that learning will continue even if there's a COVID-19 pandemic raging. Maraming salamat ulit sa pagkakataon na makapagbigay ng kapaliwanagan sa mga usaping medyo hindi pag-aanong maliwanag. At I hope, of course, we will continue to communicate with you. Uh, isang text lang naman ako ni Ms. Novi or Viber message. Uh, uh, usually naman, sumasagot naman ako within the day, di ba? Yes, naman po, Sir Dads. Kaya nga po yan yung natutuwa ako sana po lahat ng public servant katulad nyo, no? na nag-answer ka agad. Yung hindi nyo, alam mo kasi misan sinzo niya ng mga uso ngayon, but you, you always try your best kahit gaano ka busy kayo po ay sumasagot. Maraming maraming pong salamat sa inyong pag-uunlak. Gian, maraming maraming salamat. Sir Dads, maraming maraming pong salamat po sa inyong, mes- yeah, sa inyong message. We are encouraged and I do believe, no, this is a great seed, no, for the next generation. And talagang pong Nananalangin po kami for the best and the best for our education as a nation and also the homeschool community. Maraming maraming pong salamat po. Thank you. Salamat po. <laughs> Sir Dads, maraming pong salamat. God bless you. Jihan, maraming maraming salamat to be Thank you din sa'yo. With me in this journey, grabe. Yeah. Madami tayong kumbaga ay napag-alaman at Yes. Hopefully, no? And I'm so happy there's also open for the conversation. So, Jed, what can you say? It's good to hear from you, Sec Dads. You see his heart. And tama yung sinabi niya na, you know, mababasa mo, pero magandang marinig din yung paliwanag. And it's good to hear his explanation, especially on those parts na medyo may, meron pa tayong konting contention. So, as you have said, it's, this is a journey. So, I guess for for homeschoolers, our advocacy does not stop with the department order. But what it has shown is that we can collaborate. And when we do that, we can achieve something. So, sobrang thankful sa DepEd team, hinting ni Yusek na to just give us the opportunity to talk. And they willingly listen. And marami pa sa kanila yung talagang passionate advocates like si Yusek Habines and the rest of the team. And I remember si Yusek Andaya. She sat with me. Talagang... Ah, si Director Ariola. Oh, oh yes, pina-explain niya talaga kung paano ka ba nag-homeschool. <laughs> and parang wow for her to, you know, spend the time to just listen mm-hmm. and to try to understand. I think yun yung pinaka-importanting ginawa nila. They tried to listen and they tried to understand. And I would like to acknowledge yung sinabi nga ni Yusek San Antonio na it's really from Secretary Briones' leadership, yung ganong classing leadership, consultative, to really um, sincerely listen. And and because of that, we have this department orders with a lot of major changes. Yes. And I hope that you won't see this. I know change is not really that easy, no? But yes. madami tayong dapat pasalamatan. And not only that, and I do believe this is a big, big it's not, sabi nga eh, nung mga nakakausap tayo sa DepEd, parang sinulid nyo yung DO na nangyari. Hindi talaga easy. But I do believe it really opened a great door. At huwag tayong mawala ng pag-asa. Let us try to still communicate with them. At I do believe, malay nyo, malagay na rin talaga sa law ang homeschooling. At we are looking forward to that as well. So let us work on that. So if you have any suggestions and questions, 
please DM us at iHomeschoolPH. You can check in Facebook, even in Philippine Homeschool Association po sa PHA regarding this conversation. So, kayo po ay uh, welcome sa inyo pong mga inquiries at sa inyo pong mga tanong. Maraming maraming salamat, Jihan. Maraming maraming salamat. Thank you din sa mga nag-contribute sa questions. Our friends from Happy and those who filled out the forms. Thank you so much. Hindi namin nabasa lahat ng questions because we tried to identify the important issues so that the limited time that we have, we will be able to cover yung mga major concerns talaga natin. Yes, yes. And to highlight din, maraming maraming salamat kay Ate Laxby, kay Ate Donna, Teacher Ao, no? And syempre yes. kay Miss Habines from DepEd. Maraming maraming pong salamat. Okay? And we will end this conversation. Maraming maraming pong salamat. And we wanna say na laging pong nating tatandaan in homeschooling, relationship is more important than academics. Ako po si Lovie Antan, your homeschool coach, and I homeschool. Bye. For more homeschooling learnings, buy I Homeschool book How to Do It Without Losing Your Mind at homeschool.ph. Available in hardbound and digital copies. Follow I Homeschool at their YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Viber, and Twitter accounts. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.